0: Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. We are excited to share a word with you from our very own Elder Sybil Bull. The title of today's sermon is Everything is Ahead of Me. Be sure to share the message with someone else, because you never know what a difference it will make. Be blessed. He has brought them to pass. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, starting at the sixth verse, it says, for God, I'm, I'm reading the NIV. For those of you who may be reading along, if you could grab whatever you read from, if it's your technology or old school Bible, today I'm reading from my technology and we're going to Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, starting at the sixth verse hallelujah the word of God said that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God hallelujah for it says for God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge somebody say I have the light of knowledge I have the light of knowledge of God's glory. Oh my God. Do y'all see that? I have the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And then it goes on to say, well, we have this treasure. (laughs) And tap yourself and say, I am a treasure. (laughs) I am a treasure. All right. And so it says in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Hallelujah. Somebody just touch yourself gently and say, I have the power of God in me. I have the power of God in me. That's why I'm able to get up every day and have my right mind. I'm able to maneuver through some things that people fail. Some people have killed themselves over. Some people are drinking themselves through right now. Some people are not able to stand, but I have this power that is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed. Anybody been hard-pressed this year? (laughs) Anybody been hard-pressed yesterday? Anybody been hard-pressed? Anybody been hard-pressed? Woo! Hard-pressed. Listen, I love a visual, y'all. Hard-pressed means that it's not comfortable. Hard, meaning that it's been excruciating. Meaning that, oh, there's so much pressure on the right, on the left. When I go to sleep, hard-pressed. When I wake up, hard-pressed. But, listen to what the word of the Lord says, but not crushed but not crushed Heart pr- ah, shama, right there. I could run right there. I am feeling the press, but I'm not crushed. It's so much uncomfortability It's so much pain. It's so much stretching, but I'm not crushed. I'm not crushed. I'm not crushed perplexed, but not in despair. We can experience all of these things because of the power of God that's in our lives. This is amazing. I love it. This is a reminder for those of us who may have forgotten the word of the Lord right here. It says persecuted, but not abandoned. You know that moment when you're like, oh God, why am I going through this? Why are they treating me this way? I'm only trying to live the way you want me to live. I'm standing for you, God, persecuted. And you say, where is God? He said, listen, I haven't abandoned you. I have not abandoned you. I have not, somebody needs to hear that. Uh, He has not abandoned you. When you're looking around and saying, God, where are you? He said, listen, I'm right here. Settle down, settle down, settle down. I'm right here. Struck down, but not destroyed. Man, we got this word in our lives already. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. (laughs) We carry around in our body the death of Jesus. But are you ready for the rest of it? so that the life of jesus may also be revealed in our body now i know i know i know you i know you overweight you got some dimples and some pimples and some stuff you don't like right so we're not just we're not talking about that just you know a little bit of thing we're talking about that inside of us inside of this what we call we want to call it let's just transition it's not just the body it's the temple right It's not just the body, it's the temple. And if we remember it's the temple, I'm not going to get on that. We'll take care of it a little bit better. But, (laughs) But we are carrying around the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body, which means that we have this healing already here, right? Prosperity is already here. Anything that we need is in this body because of the power of God. So 2 Corinthians 4, we have read those scriptures. We wanted to share this with you just to remind you that no matter where you are in this journey, in this moment, that God is saying to you, all of these things may be happening. Don't pretend that they're not. Don't go into your crazy mode where you're like, I'm not pressed. Yes, you is pressed. But you're not crushed, so you have to declare that you know what. I may be pressed, but I'm not crushed. You declare that I'm not crushed. You declare these things that God says, but don't pretend it's not happening. Because a crazy person pretending it's not happening is the person that's gonna be crushed. All right. I just gave you a word. So let's get into this. Um, on this year, God spoke to me, and he he woke me up the other morning. Well, you know, you know how I sometimes sleepy good in the morning time. You know, it's like the the closer you get to the time to getting up, it's like, (laughs) it's like the sleep just be so good. And so I was sleeping and I jumped up out of my sleep and I heard this. The Holy Spirit said to me, what are you looking back for? He asked me that question and I said, huh? And I rolled back over and I went back to sleep because that's what deep people do. Deep people go back to sleep, right? So I went back to sleep and about an hour later, the Holy Spirit woke me up again, Ooh, right? I mean, you ever get that jolt of power, like you in the deep, like the drool kind of thing, you know? And then he just, I jumped out of it and he says, what are you looking back for? And I said, oh my God. So I jump up. I said, oh, this is this is God. <laughs> okay, this is this is this is this is the mo- this is a moment. Okay, you speaking to me. Let me go, you know, wash my face and get my, my breath right. And so he started talking to me. And I said, Oh, and then he said this part: everything is ahead of you. I want you to say that, you, where you are, you in the congregation. Say to your, to yourself, everything is ahead of me. Everything is ahead of me. And so, because so many different experiences are happening in this year, right? <laughs> there are we have some high days where we're like, oh, I'm doing good, I'm on it, I'm good, and then there's those dips. Nobody, you know, they don't post the People don't post them dips. They just they post the high moments. You know, the you know, I'm just you know, like I'm boss lady. Eh, eh, you know, all of this stuff. But there's some dips that has happened in this year. There's been some extreme pain that we've encountered some loss that has taken place in our lives, right? And so it it is not, let me make this right, it is not a moment of condemnation if we look back, right? But God is saying to us there's something that happens when we look back within the sphere of our heart and our soul, right? There's two different kind of look back. There's a look back to remember, oh, God's been good. And there's a look back that becomes a setback. All right. There's a look back that becomes a setback. I'm talking to you. Hey, put your sandwich down. Put your egg sandwich down. Listen, there's a look back that becomes a setback. Right. There's a look back that becomes a setback. And when when we're looking back, the, the, this is what he told me. He said, when we're looking back, it's the posture of the heart desiring things from the past. It is a posture of the heart desiring things from the past. Oh, I I did, I did, I did miss some things this year. And it's okay to miss it. And it's okay to reminisce. It's okay to tell the stories and share it. But we also know that there's a moment that if we do not stop anchoring ourselves in the look back, I wish I could. I'm so tired of this. Remember when I'm, you have a setback. And so he he began to prophetically speak and say, listen, I want you to encourage the people of God that everything is ahead of you. I dare you in this sanctuary to stand on your feet. And I say to you, look, point to yourself and say, self, everything is ahead of me. Where you are at home, say, self, everything is ahead of me. It's ahead of me. I will not allow my heart to be postured in 2019. I will not allow my heart to be postured in things that felt good, but no longer God is there. He's not there. He's ahead of me. And so the word of God has already been planted in our lives, causing us to have to go forward. And let me give you the big understanding of it. It's not just about you moving forward. It's about the body of Christ being in the position that God is calling us to be. So most of us, not all of us, know the story from Genesis 19, 15 to 26, where... God, God is so amazing, right? People are so trifling, but God is amazing to save a life. Oh, in Genesis 19, God visits Sodom and Gomorrah because there is covenant in that land. And just like what's happening now, because of the covenant that God has with us, he's gonna visit the land. He's going to visit the land. And so he says, listen, I'm going to take out Lot and his family. I'm going to deliver them. But what I'm not going to do is leave the, I'm going to, I'm not going to leave things as they were. I'm not going to leave things as they were there. There's a purpose in God. There's a mind of God that does not look like ours. And so he says to them, he says, "I, I want you to get up. I want you to do this. I wanted you to do that. God has already given us some instructions before this year began. Did you go back and look into your notes? Have you gone back into prayer and said, okay, God, what did I forget? And so God has given us some things. And so he gave some instructions and he said, listen, I want you to go. So they were already out, Lot and his wife and the children were already out of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were going up the hill, which is a place of ascension, which I'm not going to get into, but God wants us to ascend because you can't really just go forward. You have to ascend, which means you have to elevate your mind, elevate your thoughts into a place where God wants you to be. And so as everything is going on, there's fire and brimstone. (laughs) I cannot even imagine. Okay. I am not hating on, on, on lots wife. I'm not, I'm not cause she's just human. You hear people screaming, "Ah!" that was your neighbor. Your kids grew up with them. We went shopping together. You know what we did? We did vision boards. People are burning and I hear them crying. And I remember, Oh my God, did Juju and and Boo Boo, they got burned up too? Little people were getting burned up. Listen, and so in that moment, as they're, they're ascending, they're going where God is saying to go. The posture of her heart, the emotions that are in her, that are tied to Sodom and Gomorrah and the people that are back there causes her to look back. And in the moment that she looks back, she has a setback. You can't just listen to you. Listen to me. When you're walking, right? You can't just be like that, right? That's not how a look back look. It don't look like that. A look back's like this. You have to. You have to change your position from forward thinking to cause your whole mind, body, soul to turn towards something behind you, which gives you the setback. And this is the thing, it doesn't happen immediately. Tap yourself and say, girl, what you been thinking about? Say, man, what you have been thinking about? Ask yourself, what you have been meditating on? It's okay to grieve. It's okay to mourn. There's some stuff we've lost. It's okay to do that. But when you want to go back and gather them, <laughs> that's where the setback comes. And so we have to be careful. So it reveals our attachments and our connections to things that were meant to be temporary. When we look back, let me say that again. What's my time? Okay, almost over. When we're looking back, it is a posture of the heart and desires of the soul. Remember the soul is the mind, the will and our emotions. I missed that barbecue this year. Okay, that's good. Okay, it's okay to miss it. It's okay to have a moment. But when you try to recreate it, that's a problem. Why? Because there's too much connection to something that's supposed to be temporary. So let's go into this, um, Matthew 6 and 21. Matthew 6 and 21, some of us know it, some of us remember it, some of us forgotten it. I have to remind myself of this scripture over and over. And it talk, it's, it's pretty much talking about treasure. Everybody need a little treasure. You know, not the fake stuff we'd be wearing and stuff like that, but like real treasure, right? When you think about treasure, treasure is priceless. Treasure to me could be different than treasure to you. Treasure looks different for everyone. Say that. My treasure is not someone else's treasure. Does that make sense, guys? So Matthew 6 and 21, are you there? Awesome let me get there too. So in the NIV, it says that. Okay, so let's just start at 20. Let's start at 20. So this is Jesus talking, you know, he loves to teach from parables, because it's nice to bring in our everyday lifestyle and what we do. So he's talking to them and he says to them, hey, but store up for yourselves treasures, we're in the 20th verse, in heaven. So first and foremost, he didn't say we can't have treasure. Let's get that straight. (laughs) Ah, y'all not O.C. Right, because people almost condemn you for everything. (laughs) You know, he didn't say we couldn't have treasure, he said you can have treasure, but he also gives us the location of where the treasure should be. So he said the treasure should be where? Stored up in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Let me pause right there, because John 10 and 10 said that the devil comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy, right? And so, if the treasure that we have is stored in a place that has access, then he could come, steal, kill, and destroy. But if it's stored in a place where only God has access, then there is no way that the thief moth or vermin can come in. I like that he gave you moth and vermin because we have treasure that are shoes. We have treasure that are clothes. That's why moth is there, (laughs) all right? The breakdown of how it is is to explain to us that there are things that we make treasure. So, because some people haven't been able to go shopping, their treasure chest is bothering them. They haven't been able to collect more treasures, more trinkets and things like that. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." This is where the danger comes in. This is, this is what happens because in the moment that someone messes with the treasure chest, like the pandemic did, huh? the pandemic has messed with some of our treasure, it's messed, with, it's messed with some of the things that really meant a lot to us. Like I always go on that one week vacation and this year I couldn't go. And I'm so angry I still am not over it I just want 2020 to be over like over now because I want to go to my treasure I want to collect treasure I want to expound on treasure because it's here on earth it's here on earth and I and I'm so angry some people are so angry with God why why did this happen because their treasure is being revealed God is like let's open it and let's see what's going on because you're looking back is also a part of your heart posture which reveals your treasure all right and so he's saying what's really important I want you to I want you to know I I already know tell yourself God knows what's important to me I just need to find out (laughs) God already knows what's important to me I just need to find out I need to find out, right? And so he's saying, listen, you, you, you can't, you got you to gotta, you gotta now exchange how your treasure's been looking and make sure that it's, it's in a place where whatever's important in your heart is stored good. So it says here, during this decade, let me read the notes he gave me. We will experience an outpour of divine leading by Holy Spirit. During this decade, I didn't say this year, but this decade, we're going to get some divine leading by Holy Spirit, which means, and the reason that it has to be divine is that there's there's so many things that are no longer familiar. Familiar, like have you, I'm still getting up wondering what day it is. Well, it, it's like the, in, the, in the spiritual realm, there's been like these shifts and these moments, and when you get up, you almost feel like you're in a time warp. You're like, wait, did I miss a day? What happened? Right? It's like time and eternity, there's something going on in the atmosphere. And so when you get up some moments, you're just like, okay, wait a minute. Did I do this already? Wait, did I, did I, wait. Oh, it's, it's Wednesday. Ooh, but why I feel like it's Friday. That's because there's so many shiftings going on in the world that we cannot see and while we're, we're putting so much energy in the world that we can see, we, we're missing how he's recalibrating us for the new places. Let me keep going. What's 11 o'clock? It says some of us will have major decisions to make concerning our relationship with God. The need for self-denial. This is where he got real big. He came with the one, two, one, two, and hit me real hard. He said the need for self-denial. The need for self-denial. Oh, we're in, a, we're in a, this culture, in this world's mindset of humanism. I speak to the atmosphere and I call forth everything to myself. I channel that. Honey, listen, you still have to have some self-denial. Channel all you want to, okay? No, no, this is where, I want you to pause because you're saying some of that foolishness too. I want you to understand that the Bible says to speak those things that aren't as though they were. Okay, I got that. But you can't be channeling for yourself. He's reminding us that we are not our own. We're not our own. We're not our own. I don't. Don't get to wake up and say, This is the life I want, God. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but I learned I learned the hard way that He'll give me a life better than what I thought. But He also did not say that I was going to avoid hardship. So self-denial is the main answer for us to continue. Some people are depressed right now because they don't want to deny themselves. I ain't doing nothing. And, and you know, I'm all about me. And what I discover is I was doing this. And I was doing that. Oh, man, I'm over here. You know, it's just me and mine, me and mine. You know, I'm trying to do my own thing. Where is God? Did you forget that you're not your own? You're not your own. And so he has to keep shaking us because we have forgotten I have to take up this cross. Let's just pretend this is my supernatural cross. My supernatural cross, which also represents, I know this is the kind of word that most folks is like, okay, I'm over her. Where's the next person? I'm going to the next service. Don't you dare do it. Don't you dare do it. Because I'm giving you right now how you're going to make it through this decade. Self-denial is the kind of thing that says I don't like what's happening. I'm not feeling this moment, God. But you know what? I'm going to take them across. I'm going to keep on walking and following you even in the most excruciating pain. I'm going to deny my own desires. I'm not going to build up things that is not for me. I'm not going to create plans in this decade that you didn't give me. Because guess what? You might want me to be like Paul and Silas and you might be able you might say to me, you know what? I want you to go out there and cast them devils out because there's some devils out there. Oh yeah, behind your mask, cast the devil out. Behind your mask, cast out the devil. You know what? The devil can hear you whisper. Let me give you insight. You don't have to take your mask down and say, the, the blood of Jesus. He hears you when you say, And he, God may be speaking to you like Paul and Silas in Acts. And he may say, you know what? Cast out the devil. There's some, there's some things going on in this, in this culture. And I want you to stand in the gap and I want you to speak and declare it. And you're like, oh no, no, God, you know, people funny now, people funny now. He's not worried about people being funny. People have been funny for, since Genesis. People have been funny since Genesis. They've been weird since Genesis. Okay. Building towers and doing crazy stuff, killing your brother right? Because God accepted his stuff over yours. So people have been doing crazy stuff. Please, 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 please. Self-denial. Listen, what you don't want to do, you're going to have to do. That's what we're doing. We're saying for Christ, I live and for Christ, I die. For Christ, I live and for Christ I die. And so he's saying self-denial is mandatory because humanism wants us to serve ourselves. Some people are not even reading their word anymore because they're so caught up with all of the um, entertainment. I would say it that way. And the moment we start to feed ourselves the wrong things we blow up in ways that we're not expecting, because the church is, the church is not going to put you on a fast this year. That's what God is going to say to you. Hmm, I ain't fast all year. I wondered if Bishop was going to put us on one, please, ma'am, sir. That's what Holy Spirit been telling you for the last six months. He's been speaking to us about things that pertain to his kingdom. And I want to say this as I close out. (laughs) You can't follow without self-denial. Oh, my goodness. I don't care how much you dance. I don't care how much tongues you speak in. If you ain't following God, if you're not in self-denial. You literally are not following him if you're not in self-denial. You have to be the exact image and you have to walk it out the way he walked it out. Jesus said, whatever the father does, whatever he wants me to do, whatever, that's what I'm going to do. Somebody lift your hands right where you are in your home, right where you are if you're in your car and you're driving and you're listening, if you're in your bedroom, And I just say, God, I will keep denying myself. I will allow my soul to say yes. And I will buffet this flesh and buffet this body so that I will have the great victory that you have prescribed for me. And so in this moment, God is calling us to set all selfish interests and take up the cross. The cross is not when you're in a bad marriage. Let me get that straight. I'm not, I'm in this bad marriage, that's my cross. No, it's the kind that's gonna give God glory. I'm carrying a supernatural assignment in this earth. And I want to say to myself, let this cup pass. But God is saying, no, it's not gonna pass. And I have to say, not my will but thy will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. Why? Because everything is ahead of me. Everything is ahead of me. And so in this moment, as we're getting ready to close out, I want to read to you what I shared from January the 18th of 2020. I was, I was on assignment with Bishop... Wynell Freeman, and she had a, when she prays, and she said, I want you to give a prophetic release. This is what God brought back to me. And he said, go back and read your notes. And I read it, and it says, first thing he told me was, forgetting those things which are behind. He said, you have to discipline the mind to think, meditate on what God is saying now. He says, you have to forget, fail to remember. That's what he was telling me on that day, January 18th, 2020. You can look at my notes, they right here. And he was saying that this decade was gonna require a lot of forgetting, sis. A lot of things that will give us setbacks and cause us to be anchored and not moving in the directions that God is calling us to move. And so for you that are watching, there is so much ahead. For those of us who are in this building, there's so much ahead.